Now streaming on Not The Podcast You Deserve. Welcome to episode 107 of Not The Podcast You Deserve. This is our now streaming episode and I've got Drew Allen with me this week. Hi Kyle. And Drew, I want to unlock, uh, I I believe you call it a core memory with you here. See, or this may date me and uh, (laughs) prove just how much younger you are. I'm not sure. Thunderbirds was such a cool place to have a birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if I told this is a movie from our childhood, okay. if I told you the names, Three ninjas. Sarah, oh, sorry, Spike, Ducky, Petrie, <laughs> Littlefoot, okay, Land Before Time, and Sharptooth, one or Land Before Time, one through twenty-seven, Land Before Time. Oh, yeah, there's so <laughs> many. Um, which so this is for all of you parents out there of small children. The uh, original Land Before Time is free <gasps> on I think Amazon what? Prime. And it's, uh, it's, well, so I'll get to that. It's free on Amazon Prime, and the sequels, you have to buy or rent. Wow. So, I showed my daughter, my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, this movie. Mm-hmm. like, you're going to love this. It's got animals. Tree stars. It's that weird, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're going to love it. And she did. Yeah. Despite the fact that this movie is way more terrifying than I remember it the being. The T-Rexes? As a small child. Fighting. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then like the mom gets offed like oh. ten minutes into the movie, like it. Um, which I guess is you know Lion King is similar, but still. Um, and then Sarah's such a mean <laughs> three horn to Little Neck or Long Neck, yeah, Little Foot. That's his name. Anyways, so we get to the end of it. And she's like, "Daddy, I want more." And I was like, "Oh, but there's another one. There's like fifty five yeah. more. That's great. Let's just keep going." And then I got to the page and was like, you have to buy through stars. And I was like, son of a gun. And then she turned around. She's like, daddy, please. And I was like, god dang it. So freaking stars got three ninety nine out of me so I could rent the land before time two lost at sea or whatever. And uh, not as good as the original. Oh, really? Let me tell you what. Wow. That's sad to hear. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know, to be honest with the you. The last time I um, watched Land Before Time, I, I was walking through, I think it was Walmart. And I picked up all three of the live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I say live-action. They're like giant puppets. Sure. Uh, Land Before Time 1, and then We're Back. I don't know if you remember We're Back, but it's one of those like mm. Don Bluth knockoff cartoon dinosaur movies okay. where they go to a carnival yeah. and it haunts your nightmares for then on. Sure. Um, but yeah, Land Before Time is just textbook nostalgia. I don't know. Yeah. You just brought up Don Bluth, which is not a name that I think I was aware of until <laughs> quite recently. Yeah. But he directed like every famous yep. non-Disney Correct. Pixar movie from my childhood. All Dogs <laughs> Go to Heaven. We just started that one today. Oh, wow. Another Don Bluth. Yep. Yeah. Secret deal. of Nim so and some Pebble and the Penguin. Okay. Some. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which also you can't find anywhere <laughs> on streaming for free. Pain in the butt. Yeah. Fern Gully too. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, apparently Don Bluth was a busy man, and he directed most of my childhood. <laughs> he I was a, a Disney cartoonist, if that's what you call it. Uh, that he got fed up with the Disneyification of his art, I think, and so he jumped ship and formed his own little uh, cartooning company. And they never really you... got off the ground, but they came out with a lot of okay. really important animated films of the era. 
I was about to ask, are you about to tell me that he, this is the guy who made Prince of Egypt? Because <laughs> no, I would be shocked. No, not quite. The animation got so much better between <laughs> Land Before Time and the Prince of Egypt. Um, yeah, that would, that would have been too wild. Uh, have you watched The Sandman on Netflix at so all? So I have not. I have, I've you know started back work and, and also, I don't know if you know this, but uh, fantasy football has picked up. I.e., because regular football is just around the corner, so yeah. I've been reading the Espen web pages of articles to learn uh, how the sport uh, has grown since the high school level. Apparently, you need mm-hmm. both feet in bounds for it to be a legal yep. catch. Um, yeah, you need to be. make a football move uh, also for it to be a legal catch. Um, that one's still confusing to me. <laughs> I coached football for 10 years, and I still don't know if it qualifies as a catch or not. So that's been consuming my time lately, but I hear only great things about the Sandman. I think you'd really like it. I think it's up your alley. I think episode five or six almost lost me, though. Okay. It's a it's an episode that takes place entirely in a diner, and it's just about bottle these episode. seven people. Okay. And yeah, it's a bottle episode, yeah. Um, and it's just about these seven people and how the bad guy makes these six people act differently mm. than they normally would and i was like i'm about out of here <laughs> and then the next episode was awesome yep. so i was like never mind i'm back in is there um, any... but it's a it's a fun ride yeah yeah I, I've, I've only heard great things uh, y'all talked about it based on a comic book no metallica mm-hmm. soundtrack is that true I, yeah i don't think so Man, yeah lost opportunity yeah. there um um have you heard of the black phone yes with uh, ethan hawk yeah uh, so you might remember many moons ago, <laughs> I made some dumb statement that like Marvel fired Scott Derrickson, uh-huh. uh, from the Dr. Strange right. franchise. Cause they wanted a horror movie guy to make Dr. Strange too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Scott Derrickson goes and makes the black phone, <laughs> um, which it, it's, you know, I talk about surprise versus suspense and most scary movies these days, especially like big ones are all about surprise, the jump scares yeah, stuff. Yeah, right, right. Um, I really appreciate the black phone because there are a couple, right. but it's not all about jump scares. Most of it is just the suspense of how is this kid going to get out of this mm. room, um, which I really enjoyed. Uh, but Ethan Hawke does a really great job playing a terrifying <laughs> bad guy, but he's just creepy. Yeah. He's not like, he's not like, oh, he is evil, but it's, he's not... Scary. He's just creepy as all get out, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a movie based in the seventies, and Scott Derrickson made it look like it was filmed in the seventies. Oh, that's cool. Like every like yeah, there will be a it's very bland colors uh-huh. compared to what we have today. Um, everything's kind of got like a grayish, like orangish, like film okay. over it. Okay. Um, so I really appreciated that. But the two biggest oh your boy um your boy Dickie Bennett. From hey, Justify, yeah, uh, he's he's got a supporting role. Oh hell yeah! I can't wait to go watch this. Yeah, thing. yeah, he's he's really good. Um, it was shot in thirty three days, which I find impressive. I always just think that that's fun. Just over to a figure month. How how long it took people to make? Yeah, um, but it's a really compelling story. It's a good horror movie. Um, but the best, the the uh, the best part about the movie. Was the star is this little kid named Mason Thames, okay. um, and he looks. Do you know who Chris Mulkey is? Can't say that I do. He's one of those oh that guys. Gotcha. If you saw him, you'd be like oh that guy. He looks like his twin, but he's twelve years old. Okay. He also kind of looks like Patrick Swayze. <laughs> um, anyways, 
he is phenomenal. Okay. He's got he's got to be 14 years All old. Right. He crushed this role. And then the little girl, her name is um, Madeline McGraw. She gives of one of the best performances I've seen in 2022. Oh, wow. And she is like nine. That's high praise. She's freaking awesome. So I don't know who... The, I think she's like a Disney Channel oh, star. Oh, okay. Um, but that that's the best performance I've seen from a kid in a movie. Yeah. Not even close. And it might be one of the best performances I've seen wow. at all this year. Um, so all that to say... The uh, the black phone has reached number seven on Kyle's <laughs> top movies of 2022. Uh, uh-huh. No offense to uh, to Nick Cage and whatever that long movie title oh, was yeah. that unbearable he was in. late. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it just surpassed that. It's now the seventh best movie of the year. So if you're like anti horror movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is not a deal breaker because it's it's more of a suspense thriller than it okay. is a horror movie. Um, and there is a little bit of a supernatural twist to it, which I thought was really well done. Um, so two thumbs way, way up for the black phone. Um, okay. Oh, and then before I kick this over to you, I had asked Drew last week, well, really multiple times, um, to kind of help me bridge my gap in movie knowledge mm-hmm. that's missing from like 2011 to like 2020, which uh, Dale did uh, reach out to us and let us know that it's called The Teens. <laughs> so thanks for that, Dale. Um so Drew, if you wouldn't mind, since Crawford's not going to yep. do it, would you? And not not doesn't have to be right now, but at some point in time, we start thinking about stuff, movies that I probably should have seen, but I didn't see because I was otherwise I pretty much missed a decade of movies there. <laughs> um, 2011 to like 2020 ish. If there's any good ones, like we talked about Ex Machina last yeah. week. Yeah, I loved that movie. I cannot believe I missed that movie. And then I saw it came out in 2014. I was like, okay, that's yeah. why. There's, that's the reason why I missed that movie. All right. Um, so if there's any that come to mind in the teens era over the next couple of weeks, fire them my way because I really do feel like I missed out on a, a, a crucial decade yeah. of culture <laughs> <laughs> by, by missing most of these movies. All right. Uh, but that's all I had this week. What about you, man? Okay. Oh, I'll keep on the. I'll I'll be on the lookout for the the teens movies. I'm doing a quick Google search here, and honestly. I can't see one that I'm like, oh, dude, <laughs> you've got to see Ender's Game. Or, man, <laughs> yeah. the Hobbit trilogy really surprised everyone. Um, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean 8 was the best one. No, um, but, <laughs> wow, IMDb, you're letting me down here. Um, yeah, but I'll, I'll be on the lookout for that. Like I said, uh, I've been busy with work and trying to figure out how sports work, so I haven't been able to watch much more than our She House of the... Hulk Dragon um, series mm-hmm. that we're going to be doing, and I'm excited to talk about um, episodes one and two of both of those shows. Um, kind of just touch on a little bit of my thoughts on episode one as we kind of break down episode two in our next pod. Sure. Um, but I, I left off with my Jackie Chan, um, you know, series I've been going through. Uh, I've been stuck on on one for about three weeks now. Not to say it's not good, but. I think The Foreigner is the last one I watched that I was like, you know what? Yeah. This needs to be watched. Um, it's the newest one that I've seen. And I, there's a certain point after, um, I don't know if it's Shanghai Nights is the last one that he came out with, but I felt like any Jackie Chan movie after then is just him kind of being like a producer, director role, and a little bit too old to do the stunts. Um, so mm, I, I haven't okay. been super excited, and there hasn't been a ton of them that I've liked after that era. But the foreigner is the first time where he's kind of done that a, a heel turn, 
And instead of the action comedy, he's going more serious drama action movie. And he pulls it off really, really well. Like, I was surprised and, like, taken aback. I didn't know what to expect. It was It's, it's Jackie Chan versus Pierce Brosnan. So already you should be in. And you should be queuing this up on Netflix. Sure. I talked about it briefly. <laughs> but he plays... It's the most dramatic intro to a movie where... You know how, like, John Wick, they're like, okay, we're going to kill a dog, so you're invested, and now you don't feel bad about him headshotting everybody in the city sure. of New York or whatever. Yeah, they, they deserve it at right. that point. Right. Uh, the foreigner does that, except it has his daughter be the victim of, like, a terrorist bomb um, oh, no. from the IRA, and then oh, Jackie no. Chan tracks down his closest, you know, entry point to finding information on the IRA and it's Pierce Brosnan and then he like terrorizes him but never like he doesn't like torture people he just like sets up a landmine to blow up right after they drive by it or you know he blows up he breaks into their their uh, storm safe house or whatever and knocks out two guys and blows up the barn and he's just like yeah I'm here and I'm gonna be here until you tell me <laughs> where I can find the guy who killed my daughter oh wow and it's it's really great and there's a bunch of stuff if you're paying attention that pays off really well and it's just a really well-made movie with jackie chan as the star and we just need more of that in our lives sure so would recommend two thumbs way up uh i let this one go by because i was like nah i don't know jackie chan hasn't come out with a great movie in a long time like i wasn't a big fan of karate kid it was fine but and he did a good job in it but i was just like you know what i kind of lost a little bit of luster but after watching The Foreigner, I couldn't have been more wrong. Interesting. And uh, you said that's on Netflix, right? Correct. Okay, cool. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm. I should throw that one on. You know, it's like I. Uh, I can always be in the mood for like uh, watching Will Ferrell do a dumb <laughs> comedy from the mid two thousands, and right. like I can always be in the mood um, for a for a, a Knight's Tale. Yeah. But like to get me to watch a Jackie Chan movie, I feel like. <laughs> I don't know what, how to get into that mood to be like, yeah. okay, here I go. Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to break that. <laughs> maybe it would be watching Shanghai Noon again because I love that oh movie. Oh, my gosh. And then maybe that'll just propel that into it, a Jackie Chan-fueled night. It holds up for sure. It, It's yeah. a comedy. I mean, Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights, I think, are some of the funniest action comedies out there. And then The Rush Hours. I mean, if you just binge watch all of those in a row, you're going to have a great night. Yeah, no, you're you're probably dead on on that. There's a lot of good one-liners out of those two. Mm -hmm. um, okay, all right, you might have got me there. <laughs> I might I might be doing a Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Nights, uh, the four double feature night here coming up soon. Yeah, uh, Shanghai Nights, the bad guy in Shanghai Nights. Do you know who he is? Uh, that is. You, are you talking about Littlefinger, or are you talking about? Yeah, okay. it's Peter Baelish, yeah. Littlefinger yeah. Uh, of of Game of Thrones fame, which is a tease. <laughs> For not the next episode, but the episode after that, yeah. uh, which has never been done before in this podcast. We've never teased two episodes ahead. We've never planned two episodes Namely, ahead. Namely, <laughs> because we don't plan that far ahead, for sure, yeah. Uh, so, listener, stick with us. Uh, the next episode, we'll be talking uh, episode two of She-Hulk. And then after that, we've got an episode coming out on the second episode of House of the Dragon. And that's coming up next on Not the Podcast You Deserve.